0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Stronghold Podcast. We are finally here after all of us contracted COVID, pretty much. I'm here with Matt Polino, owner of Fox Gloves Boxing Gym here in Singapore. Old colleague of mine, dude. Yeah, man. Old colleague. Me and Matt worked together in Malaysia for fucking a few weeks. (laughs) For like a minute together when we were in uh, Kuala Lumpur together. And then, uh, you know, you're a boxing coach and a Muay Thai coach and a wrestling coach. And you've trained people with the UFC... Performance Institute and, and Syndicate, and you've been all over the place. You, we were talking about how you were training with um, Sean Strickland and a bunch of the guys at the PI and shit. So just trying to give you, or give the listeners a little account of of what you're into. And Now you're back in Singapore and you got your boxing gym. How's things going, dude?
1: Ah, uh, first of all, good to see you again. Yeah, it's good to see you, bro. <laughs> Finally got the episode up. Let's go. Yeah. Um,
0: well, we were gonna do it a couple of weeks ago, but I got the old COVID. So once i got the COVID, we had to delay
1: it but i'm, I'm stoked we finally got to do it so how things been dude yeah man i mean everything's been good uh it was a journey to get back into singapore i mean filing paperwork for like proper visas and stuff was quite tedious and then like the regulations just kept on changing like what test you needed if you needed to get vaccinated when you needed to get vaccinated the amount of time between your vaccinations kind of like how it is now still but uh i think everything's going well the gym's doing fantastic uh got a large group of like young kids and you know the focus is just building like a good community around the the gym you know um it looks a real old school kind of like a churchill boxing we got like all the posters of the fighters up we got, yeah it's like,
0: cool no the design of your gym is, is pretty sick and your, your videos are nice too man like you're, you're <laughs> a good pad holder man you're a fucking good pad holder i was watching some of those uh pad holding videos that you were doing with with sean strickland too I mean, you're an advanced pad holder, dude. That's for people that don't know, holding pads is a motherfucking science.
1: Man, like, really-
0: there's <laughs> a flow, there's a creativity there. Like, for people that have held pads for a decade, at a certain point, you get this, like, rhythm and you get this flow, and you can
1: tell when people are really, really good pad holders. Shout out to Keanu and Jamisuba for, uh, Having to deal with all my shit pad rolling, (laughs) working up to the point where I got good. Yeah,
0: it it is a skill, right? Like a talented pad holder, if you're hitting pads, like if you're doing boxing or Muay Thai, and you're going with a good pad holder and the rhythm is hitting and stuff, you feel like a fucking god. It's like this coordination where you're just wrecking shit and it's smooth and then it flows. And then we try to do it with somebody that's not new, it's like awkward, and then you're just like, (laughs) you're out of sync. And and the workout feels it's like you just get no payoff almost right they say it's like
1: dancing right like fighting is like dancing i guess the same is with pads and i mean usually we try to work on some things but i mean specifically like especially with like sean sean was the kind of guy who liked to get in build a rhythm find his rhythm and like keep a pace going because that's exactly how he fights so he would like to get in hit pads He liked to do three or four rounds, but he was pretty funny because, like, if he sparred hard the day before, I had these air mitts that were really soft. That he's like, hey, "Can we hit the air mitts today?" Because my hands hurt from punching people in the head. (laughs) I I they said something after his last fight. So first
0: of all, you trained Sean before his like recent run. All of a sudden, Sean Strickland has popped, and he's it's all my fault. He's got a lot of he's got a lot of hype coming his way now. You know, ever since he moved up to middleweight. And uh, you were training with him back then before that, but this dude I mean he seems a little unhinged he 's in like the best kind of way right I like people like that. I like people that are a little bit out there a little he seems like he 's got a little streak of crazy in him, like you know a little bit like Tony Ferguson or the Diaz Brothers or something like you know that just little kind of a little bit of crazy and uh, what do you what do you think seeing him all of a sudden a top contender i mean what 's his rank Jake after that fight? Can you check the yeah, uFC okay. Rankings and we'll we'll take a look and see what Sean Strickland is, is ranked at, but
1: he's really popped lately, man I think like what Sean is is like he's He's been fighting I guess since like Basically he was in high school and he got his black belt I think at like 19 or something and his jujitsu was like always phenomenal and he was the king of the cage champion around the same time like him and Low and Tainan has fallen the same card before and you know he's just got so much experience like people don't realize i think he's got like 16 or 17 fights in the ufc yeah already yeah and like he was on a little street before he ran into kamaru usman yeah and it was funny because he's always like yeah i didn't know any wrestling since that like i was always a jujitsu guy i didn't do any wrestling and i tried to learn wrestling in six weeks and lead up to that fight yeah and
0: and that's back when usman wrestled all the time yeah about early in his career on
1: top of that sean is a fucking giant yeah he looks he's huge bro he's huge and like the fact that he was making 170 was absolutely nuts to me like when i saw him in person i was like man this guy was fighting at 170 yeah because
0: dude some of those guys are fucking huge like yeah
1: bro it's it's, they cut so much weight like even khabib khabib yeah walks around at 205.
0: did you find it there jay yeah so what's strickland ranked at now let's see where the the ufc guys have put him. is he top five uh six Six,
1: six. He's on the cusp, though, man. He's on the cusp. I mean, those three losses, kamaro Usman. And can you pull up his record? Ponsanibio before Ponsanibio had gotten really sick. Like Ponsanibio, people forget. Ponsanibio Pons is fucking good. He, but he was. His on, boxing is good. He was a killer before yeah. he got like almost died. He's he one of those like Hamza sick. who got really sick from COVID. Well, no, it wasn't even COVID. It, it was wasn't. before even COVID happened. Oh, is it? He was I remember him like, being out
0: for ages, though. Yeah. Yeah,
1: he he got some Did crazy. He, didn't saves. he just fight? did He to just lost fight? to Jeff Neal. Yeah, it was that's, like that's right. That's right. Fight.
0: Yeah, that's right. That's right. I remember that now.
1: And then, and then he lost to Zaleski Dos Santos. It's the only fight Sean's gotten stopped in. And he was fucking that guy up and got caught with, like a spinning heel kick to the head. And,
0: oh damn! Yeah. So that's Strickland there, right? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh. Can you throw it up there, please? Right. That. So Look. Jackal. Grappling. Yeah. Why did you see that? This is. No, oh, I did see it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. He was talking shit and Sean then got caught. His back.
1: He's like, "Hey, you're supposed to get to my hips." He's yeah, like,
0: uh, Jake, back. have you seen that? What we're talking no, about? No, I'm not saying it. Uh, so after this, I'll, I'll have you bring this up, but you can uh, keep that in mind for a second. So let's go down here and take a look. It, it is. Uh, is record right. so Uriah Hall, Christoph Jocko, Brendan Allen. I mean, those are, and then the most recent win. Those are. Three, four tough fights in a row.
1: So I was training, I trained Sean for the Marshman and the Brendan Allen fight. So um, I was training him for the lead up for the Jack Marshman fight. I had him in camp when he got the fight. He was actually, like you see on the thing, he was supposed to fight Wellington Truman, yep. Brazilian striker. And they switched his opponent. And then, like, literally after he beat him, I think a week later, they were like, hey, Brendan Allen's opponent has fallen out. Do you want to fight Brendan Allen? And he you.
0: was a prospect at the time too. Like he was getting all kinds of hype. Well, he's so young, right? Isn't he like 23 or 22 or something like that? People don't realize is like, so this
1: is, this is this is another funny thing I'll bring up. But uh like I was like, yeah, take the fight, why not? Like, Sean, you're gonna kill this guy. Because like I've seen I've seen Brendan Allen spar and train and stuff, and like I just thought Sean was on a different level, and then he's like, Yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm gonna take a lot of money, it'll be at catch weight, so it was at 195. They fought, and he knocked him out in the second round. And, like, Brittany and I was talking all this shit about having a rematch or whatever. But I was also training Chris Curtis, action man. Who yeah, like yeah, yeah. Two, So, like, him and Sean Strickland are best friends. Oh, okay. So, when I got into Syndicate, like, Chris, Chris and Sean always wanted to hit pads. Yo, they used to call me Keebler because they said I looked like the Keebler though. Like, <laughs> Keebler, yo, let's hit pads, let's hit Kiebler. pads. So, like, Sasha, me, Sean, and Curtis, we would be at the... You know i would say most of the time i hit pads with curtis at syndicate but sean was wherever the fuck i was available i guess but uh you know those guys are both good it's funny because curtis knocked out brendan allen too
0: yeah yeah (laughs) and until that he was really a, a top prospect so jake let's see if you can find this video of sean strickland's grappling match it, it was kind of hilarious. He did... Was it Fight to Win or something like that? It was the uh, Chael
1: Sonnen one. So oh, Michigan right. Underground. Submission
0: Underground. Yeah. Yeah, see if you could find the, the finish of this. Because, you know, one of Sean Strickland's thing is he likes to shit talk. He's a little bit like uh, Kevin Holland. He just likes to talk in there. but He didn't really talk much in the, the most recent fight.
1: He's like Kevin Holland, but good.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Kevin Holland has moments of... flashes, moments of brilliance, but he's... Yeah, his wrestling needs some more. Uh, Brendan Allen sure. choked
1: uh, Holland out, I think. And then Holland went on like a little run right after that. Had some good fights. In this one? Yeah,
0: just just the finish at the very end of yeah, it. Yeah, this is hilarious. This is it. <laughs> this is, it. <laughs> yeah, this this is, is fucking hilarious. hilarious. So this is uh Sean Strickland, if you're listening to this, in a jujitsu match on chael Sonnen's uh submission underground show. I'm not sure who the, who the guy he's competing against is, but sorry give me a second. Oh, you, you got a killer mullet though. The mullet's coming back. You said you were trying to bring the mullet bro, back. I'm bringing it back, You're bro. bringing it back? Bro, my wife don't like it, but... Yeah, not many do. <laughs> <laughs> not many wives do. Well, I don't like it,
2: but we're going for it. Uh, all right. Oh, right, shit. I'm well,
0: I'm Jake's sorry. having I'm some technical... Di- We've had a lot of technical difficulties today, Jake. There we go. Okay, so see, there's... He's... The match is still going on. The match is still going on as he's doing that. And then that is going to be it. <laughs> okay, can, can you go back again, Jake, so we can break this down if you're listening to the podcast? Yeah. So there's like 10 seconds left in this match, a little a further back, to the very beginning. There's like 10 seconds left in this match. Strickland turns his back, starts walking away from him, like talking to the crowd. The dude just jumps on his back like a spider monkey and then immediately sinks in a rear naked choke. <laughs> 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 you got a little too cocky there. Listen, I don't care. Here you are. You show sure your back to somebody like
1: that. That ju- jiu jitsu is a lot different than MMA, but it's yeah. funny. Like
0: Sean's a good sport. Like one. Of oh sure, are, yeah, he was a good sport about it. He he knew it was like hilarious and
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and like the thing is, is like he gets a lot of flack, but
0: like Sean, he says some crazy shit. To be fair,
1: I mean, yeah, but we I can mean,
0: pull up a lot of crazy shit that Sean Strickland says. He is
1: the one thing about him is he's genuine. I yeah, mean, he's Sean himself is for a sure. Very genuine guy. Oh yeah, and he's very helpful. Like he literally will like give you advice if he cares about you and like. He'll tell you, like, oh, you know, like, yo, you should just come in for ref. Like, he's always trying to get guys better. But him getting guys better is beating you, beating you up in drills and stuff, like sparring and stuff. But that's, like, his way of saying, oh, I'm getting you better. But most guys don't like that. <laughs> He said, yeah, you know? yeah." people are like, oh, Sean, I don't want to spar you again for, like, these many rounds. He had a, he,
0: they said something on his last fight that he just, like, spars all the time. That, like, that's like, all he does. Like, all he does is pads and, and spar.
1: Will come into the gym, I kid you not, this is exactly what he does. Comes in, he wears, like, jean shorts and no t-shirt with, like, a jacket. cross jacket. We'll walk in the gym, look to see who's there. If there's people he can spar, he'll go tell them, okay, I got you, 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 and then he'll, he'll go and spar. But while the drills are going on, bro, he's wrapping his hands, talking shit. Yeah. He's like, I, it's useless for him at this point in his career to do that. He literally just wants rounds with people. But I mean, look, look at his record. I mean, the guy's got so many fights at this point. It's like.
0: And a lot of gym wars, too, dude. I see some of those videos of him just fucking going to war in training. You know what the thing is? Which though? is, he's in his prime, so like that that's shit can fly. But once you get a little age on the body, that that stuff can be a problem. Sean's only thirty one. That's what I'm saying. He's in his prime it's now. Great. Like, but when crazy. he's forty one, we might. <laughs> if he's still trying to do that shit, I mean, that may yeah. shorten
1: the chin a little bit. I mean, he's told me like the biggest shot he's ever taken was from Dan Henderson because he used to train at Hindos with like Chris Curtis and them, and he said like Henderson one time just fucking hit Whoa. him, and he was like woo. I mean, legendary power. <laughs> yeah, that, so. yeah, yeah that got That power yeah. is real. Like yeah. when Sean says something. The one thing about Sean is he'll give you, like, a straight-up answer on shit all the time. Yeah, Henderson's power is fucking crazy. Yeah, he doesn't (laughs) seem
2: like he's too, like... dicking around with his opinions when your punch has got its own name the h-bomb that suggests it's a pretty fucking hard punch yeah
1: and it's just great that we have a british guy saying it r.i.p bisping i know (laughs) r.i.p bisping's commentary fucking career after tonight which yeah
0: bisping can be rough sometimes on the commentary for sure he's like he made he made a joke about knocking out luke rockhold in front of cormier and he's just like trying to piss him off and it's like dude what are you doing like what are you doing right now but bisping's like that he just talks shit Speaking of, there were some fights today. Uh, Jake, why do you throw the card up, dude? Let's, let's start to break this down. So uh, today was Israel Adesanya and, uh, and Robert Whitaker the rematch. Co-main event was pretty sweet between Derek Lewis and Tai Vasa. That fight was fun, uh, which is what everybody, I think, hoped, hoped that it would be. You want to start with that?
1: Uh, yeah, start kind of Ty, it dude. I mean, what did you think? Actually, I trained with Ty. I grappled with him a lot. Really? When I was when he was at Tiger with like Mark Hunt and like the Toffa Bros and stuff. So like, I was one of the little heavier guys, but I would we do like top bottom drills and stuff. And he's. He's a unit. That guy's fucking. Heavy. Yeah,
0: I mean, he's dense, dude. He's so
1: <laughs> thick. <laughs> so good, His lower
0: bro. body is just ridiculous. He he's, he's got to cut weight to get to two sixty five as well.
1: Yeah, bro. And but he's super cool. All those guys from like Australia are like the coolest cunts you'll meet. And um, yeah, every,
0: everybody loves Tai Boston. He just seems like such a dude, right? Like just such a guy you can hang out with, drink a beer, have so much fun with. You the know. The story of
1: how he got the Derrick Lewis fight is fucking hilarious. He's like on a bender, and they text him, and he woke up. He's like, whoa, everyone's texting me. Why is everyone texting me? And then they're like, yeah, you accepted the fight with Derek Lewis last night when you were (laughs) fucked up. (laughs) It's like, oh, yeah, that that sounds like Ty. That
0: sounds like Ty for sure. But he's really make, I mean, he's really improving, and he's just such a beast. Once he gets the technique I'm, down and the tactics and everything. His chin, too, man. When uh, Lewis. Derek Lewis had him down on all fours and was hitting him, I was like, that puts out a lot of people. Yeah, a couple man. clean ones down with your head low into that uppercut.
1: Yeah, Derek Lewis, when he, when he connects, you usually see people go down. So.
0: And he still clipped him a few times. And Ty's been in a couple bangers, too. Like that Greg Hardy one, he got caught there, too. Yeah, man. And he finds a way <laughs> to land the shot. That elbow was nasty. That step in, frame, boom, hit him with the elbow. And that's the thing,
1: like that's like you don't really see too many heavyweights fighting with elbows. Yeah. You know, so I think like the way he set that up and just landed it was fucking brilliant. And um I mean, he's just been fifty K bonus, fifty K bonus, fifty K bonus, fifty K bonus. Every fucking fight he's had. It's just bonus, 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 bonus.
0: And the crowd loves him too. Like the Shoei is like the best post fight celebration of all time. Is there anything better than the Shoei? In terms of like pure entertainment value, right? Like, for a guy to have a move, for it to be the shoey, I'm glad they quit spitting in it, though. That shit was nasty.
1: Yeah. Do you see the one time the guy put hot sauce in it when he it? Oh, God. It? That's they, so disgusting, picture dude. of him spitting it out. It's like, fuck.
0: Well, did you see on the walkout, I think he did like three or four shoeys on the way out of the tunnel. Because he did the one right away on top of the cage, and then he did another one right when yeah, he went and outside. Simply... And people kept giving him fucking shoes. <laughs> fuck. I God. think he had four beers just in the 30 seconds it took him to get outside. Yeah, he's a he's a interesting contender, but it's it's crazy for him because he like, one year ago he was on like a three fight losing streak, but he, now he's going to come in ranked like three or four in the world.
1: Yeah, but that's 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 MMA, bro. Like yeah, especially
0: think, heavyweight MMA.
1: It all it takes one punch, right? Yeah, and then also like the division is super deep at heavyweight, so you put a couple wins together. I mean. Who, who I think he's, he's on
2: a he,
1: five fight win streak. Now, yeah, Yeah, now yeah I
2: think yeah. it's five. So
1: I, who'd he beat? I think he'd beat uh Marcin Tybura, right?
0: Yeah, his last fight was Greg Hardy, right? I'll bring it up. And then he yeah, today was Derek Lewis. I think Greg Hardy was the last one. Tybura, he fought, I think Did he fight Tybur? I think he lost to Tybura. Isn't that the one he lost one of the ones he lost? Maybe. Yeah, let's see if you can pull Ty's record up, Jake, when you have a second. You're the only one over there actually doing any work, so I'm pressing all the buttons. <laughs> So, Sakai, Sakai. Oh, that's right. I, guess I was Sakai. about to say, it was, yeah.
1: it's weird to jump from Hardy to Lewis. That yeah, it makes that's
0: sense. that was a good fight too. He yeah. looked great in that fight. He, inside,
2: he fights well, man. He fights really well on the inside like that. <laughs> when he goes, Stefan truth fucking flashback to when Mark Hunt knocks him out as well. Yeah, <laughs> Struve was like, "Wait a minute." <laughs> but he has a win
0: over Steepe, which is kind of crazy. Okay, and then his three fight losing streak was JDS black boy even off that guy's good man that guy's looks goofy as hell but he can fight so apparently and sergey spivak
1: Bel- uh bulgarian guy who used to come to the gym when i was teaching at juggernaut and he would say like that guy black boy even off, has been like stabbed and shit yeah
0: he's, he's got him, a scar guy. on his Bull- chest
1: yeah they say he's like a massive gangster in bulgaria like a legit <laughs> gangster and like the way he fights is kind of
0: what happened to him? He's a beast. That guy's a beast. He I has thought he beat Derrick
1: Lewis when they fought. Yeah,
0: that was a good fight. That was yeah, a good
1: yeah. fight. I think, like, uh... But Blagoe is sick. Um, I mean, he's
0: right there. He, his skill, skill for skill, he's right there.
1: He's got great wrestling. I think at heavyweight, he got good wrestling. I think there's some good fights now, because I think, like... I feel like, if I'm the UFC, you want to keep the hype train of Tai Tuivasa going, just because he brings in so many numbers. So I think they'll give Cyril Gaon, um Curtis uh, Curtis Blades. Yeah, I think that'll be the next. That'd be a good one. I think that'll be there. Especially
0: fight. now that he had the the loss with the wrestling with Nganu, there's like yeah. a narrative already built into it.
1: And I think like I think Ngannou is like he's gonna be out for a while with those knee surgeries. Yeah, like, they'll
0: create another interim title. Put more pressure on him. And then
1: I think you'll see Ty fight the winner of one of those two fights because I think they'll do Steve Bay versus John, John Jones for the interim, which makes sense. Yeah. And then like if John doesn't want to fight, they'll do Ty versus. Bay for the interim
0: it's crazy the ties even in the conversation now like yeah. you're well, that,
1: that's it right like yeah. just but knocking out Derek lewis i mean who's done that yeah you know what with I mean?
0: that step in elbow i mean that was that was brutal i mean you got cyril gone cyril did
1: yep and, and he got the title shot so i mean
0: i think he's gonna struggle at this end of the pool though i mean there was still that guy that only like a year and a half ago was making some a lot of a lot of mistakes we'll see how well he actually cements himself into the top Five, or if this is just kind of like you know, he got a Derek Lewis after a couple beatdowns, a little older,
1: yeah. I, I, I mean, I don't see him beating like John Jones
0: or Cyril Gone. I don't think, but I or mean, Stipe. I can see him,
1: ta- but I can see him catching Stipe or Francis.
0: You see him catching Francis? His he's got a big I, old head on him, man. It looks like Ty <laughs> Tuivasa's got a dome on him,
1: yeah. He's he's I. I think stylistically he fights people technical like guys that are technical does not favor him. But guys who like to swing wild, I think favors him.
0: Yeah, he likes slug slugfest. He so tends think, to end up on top of those things. He,
1: he lost to JDS. JDS was like boxing him, like clean, you know. Yeah. He, he uh, And then the two fucking Russians. Right? That's pretty early to fight JDS too, man. I think he'd only been fighting for like fucking yeah, a few years had, and shit. Yeah, but he had, he had a sick knockout, I think, before he fought JDS. He had that like double flying knee.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah! I remember that. Sick,
1: and um, yeah, I mean, it's just good to see new blood up in there.
0: Yeah, totally. That's the, and what is he? Twenty nine? Something yeah, like that. He's yeah, he's a young. He's so fun. All those Australian guys are so fun, man. Like Volkanovski, Tai Tuivasa. The Bro, Australians are Australia, so much fun.
1: Asia, just in general, yeah, putting out. Like, Even that like that the Kiwis and
2: shit. Yeah, oh, he's only, he's twenty eight, so he's young for a heavyweight. Yeah, that's young for a heavyweight. He's young for
1: a fighter in general, like yeah. that, to be ranked that high. Yeah,
2: yeah, good call.
0: All right, and then uh, let's hit up this, this main event here. So in the main event, we had Izzy and uh, Robert Whitaker. So I don't know. The, the commentary seemed to be pretty set that this was like an Izzy shutout. I disagree, and Matt disagrees too. Who do you think actually like won the fight? I mean... If you were going to judge, who, who would you give the fight to?
1: I probably... I probably, you know... You know what the thing is? You look at it in a body of work... And, like, you're like, oh, Izzy looked like he, like, he dropped what so he did the most damage. But MMA scored round by round in the UFC. I thought Rob won three rounds. So, I mean, like, that's the way you see it. I guess, like, I thought Rob won. But, like, he didn't do anything convincingly to win. But I thought he did enough to win at least three rounds. I think, like, Izzy was very passive in the fight. Like, he looked good getting out of the way of stuff. But I don't think you win fights by throwing leg kicks. Yeah. Like, Leg kicks are good, and I think if you are dropping people with leg kicks and you're stopping their momentum, then they're effective at scoring strikes. But, bro, Whitaker got stronger as the fight went on.
0: Yeah, he definitely got stronger as the fight went on. So it's kind of
1: like, what are you scoring here, you know? Like, leg kicks and left body kicks, I mean...
0: Yeah, I mean, the only real significant strike was that that switch cross he threw, or whatever. He caught him with At the, the jabber cross. Yeah, split, him in, split the guard in the first round and dropped him. After that, it was pretty back and forth. Yeah, Izzy was landing with the leg kicks, and it looked like they were bothering him, but not like that much. Like, he wasn't limping or, or, or anything like that. Who did you think, Jake? Who did you score it for? for?
2: Uh, I can see why they gave it Izzy, yeah. basically. But I can also see there's an argument that Whitaker won three. And I think Izzy's got a... You like an advantage that you can't see the damage he's wearing on his face. Yeah. Hey,
0: Whereas that's racist you <laughs> son of a I, know, I don't know how else to put hey, it though, hey, but you're
1: gonna get us kicked <laughs> off the YouTube, bro. Hey, but Gasol gave him fucking Kylie Jenner lips when they <laughs> <laughs> Hey, so don't don't and, and, and like Izzy is world class, but like like I said, he don't he doesn't he has very bad jab defense and that relies on his faint game because he faints and his faint you don't see a lot of guys' reactions are like, oh, I'm going to jab forward, and that's what Kelvin did. Hit him with great punches because he didn't fall for his feints. Now, I think, like, if... I think Cannoneer will be, like, like target practice.
0: Me too. I don't like the matchup.
1: I, I think, like, Izzy will will fuck up Cannoneer. But if Sean gets Whitaker and beats Whitaker and fights him, Sean will 100% give Izzy problems on the feet.
0: Yeah, and the thing with with, uh, with Izzy is, like, sometimes in his fights where he hasn't looked great... His whole strategy is often—I mean, he's still fighting to win, but he's, he's, he's always to win enough rounds, right? Like, you look at the Romero fight when they kind of laid yeah. an egg because Romero's activity was low, so Izzy kept enough activity to win. And it kind of felt similar in this one. Like, he kept enough activity to win, but he didn't really do mo- that much significant. But Strickland puts on such a pace that— like to keep up with them, just in terms of volume. If you want to decision him, you gotta really have a huge output because that motherfucker puts a pace on people.
1: Well, Sean will well, Sean will fucking throw fucking like we were talking about sixty jabs a fucking run. Guy will throw jab 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 jab, and when he lands, the thing with Strickland is his punches don't they look like they're labored, like they' or like very light light, but when they land, they're fucking heavy. Yeah, and you only know that and if you can you see it. him. Yeah, if you, you spar Strickland and you know he touches you, that shit is heavy. It's a heavy fucking punch, and like, it just accumulates because he has a. He
0: the has issue has is picks. getting to Izzy though, right? There's two issues with with that stuff with like a jab heavy style against a kickboxer. One is the kicks when you enter in oh, the jab yeah. range, sure. and then the the lateral footwork that Izzy has, like, because he had Rob chasing him for the first couple rounds, and pretty much everybody chases Izzy, but Rob is right? a
1: smaller guy, like he's yeah. a naturally a he was a welterweight. He was a welterweight. I mean, Sean was a welterweight, but Sean, like, we've all made the, the, like, all of us were like, Sean was, like, killing himself to make 170. When you look at Sean now, he's not a small middleweight. When you watch him fight the guys he's fighting, he's bigger or as big as them. So, I mean, like, the way he's, like, able to maneuver and stuff, like, yeah, it's, it's, it's good. And, like, I know he beat Costa, and Costa was big, but I don't know. I think, like... They were saying Izzy's like the best striker the UFC has ever seen. I disagree. He's not finishing anybody. Anderson Silva used to fucking put guys out. Yeah. Now, I know the level of, like, fighting in general is probably higher now. But, bro, Anderson used to starch motherfuckers.
0: Well, Izzy's had some fights where he didn't look amazing. I mean, let's be honest. He's had some title defenses that were definitely not, they were pretty lackluster. As did Anderson, but Izzy recently. Because even the fight, like, Vittoria was like, okay. Costa looked good. But then when he fought this one, it was it was pretty close, and then the Romero fight was just like. Ugh. But who
1: did Costa beat to fight Izzy? Like I never, I thought he was Romero, too early. but
0: it was pretty close. But it was I a mean, split. Yeah, it was a pretty close. Fight. It, it, was, it was a great fight. Yeah, it
1: was a good fight, and then, but it was a split. And then before that, he had beaten Johnny Hendricks, who shouldn't have been fighting at one eighty five to begin with. Yeah. So I mean, like, and then like you saw Costa fight Vittoria. and you know Costa can bang and stuff, but like. I think, like, I think they'll do Costa versus Rockhold next.
0: If Rockhold actually comes back. I don't like that fight for Luke Rockhold, though, I'll be honest with you.
2: I don't like any fight for Luke Rockhold I, anymore. I, to be fair, he's fought the best, right? Like, yeah.
0: every time. But he's not looked good in many years. And I think Strickland would have pieced him up, too. No, Strickland would have beat the fuck out of him. It seems like they have to do... That would still be sick, though. I still Because then Strickland would get a huge bump, right, if he were to win, which he likely would. But him and Marvin Vittori... Him and Marvin Victoria would be a good. They won't one.
1: fight. Why? They're very close friends. They spar, oh, all right. You mentioned they you spar mentioned a that. lot. Oh, okay. I, from my understanding, like Sean's like it's if if be a a belt. they will fight.
0: What if it's for number one contender? Because that seems like most likely we would beat. Yeah, but maybe Marvin needs another one. I think
1: I think like the way you can do it now, like you could probably give Marvin Wood next. I think that's a good fight.
0: Yeah, haven't done it yet.
1: But like, uh, or you could give Marvin Cannonier just depends you know paradigm will push for izzy to fight sean because it's a double paycheck for them they both they're both under paradigm sports izzy and strickland oh really yeah yeah so they're both paradigm guys so like it makes sense for them to try and push that fight
0: yeah i wonder i mean he looks good though it's interesting to see that he's he's now in the mix he's like one of the top contenders in the division he's got one of the best streaks because also him and izzy haven't fought yet so there's at least something there because outside of him And Cannoneer, he's beat everybody in, like, the top six or seven or or whatever the case may be. And nobody's, like, dying to see Brunson and Izzy again or anything like that, especially not now. Yeah. yeah, because he lost lost to Cannoneer. He lost to Cannoneer, and he got—he looked good in that first round. And then what happened—I don't know what happened to Brunson after the first since Dude, he literally just looked completely different. It wasn't that—it was, like, seven minutes into the fight, and he just looked done. Yeah. I don't know if he got hit in, like, days. He couldn't tell where he was. But his activity totally changed. The The scope of the fight changed, and then it just looked like he wasn't going to be able to come back.
1: You saw, like, his confidence start to wane yeah. like, after he couldn't get the takedowns.
0: But he still got some. Like, it's still – he he was pretty damn close. If the round hadn't ended, he probably would have finished that choke. Yeah. I, it was deep. It was under the chin. Yeah. He's got a squeeze on him.
1: Yeah, I feel like Brunson is, like, the – literally the gatekeeper at 185 i yeah. think like he gets he gets he beats the guys who are like he's supposed to be like the like i could see them doing brunson versus sean but i like i know if he fights sean sean will fuck him up like what about
0: the wrestling though? No, that's what you got to worry about if that's Sean's weakness, that's what you got to worry about with Brunson. I, and Brunson's one of those guys that most people think he's going to lose, and then he wins a lot. Yeah, but like, right? so you're like, there must be something going on there. He wins a lot. I don't think, but I've not against ever ever the best. I've
1: seen Sean get taken down in sparring, like maybe once. Like his wrestling defense, like after he's, like he's after he lost to Kamaru, all he's done is wrestling. He said he hadn't done jiu-jitsu class in years, just wrestling. Yeah. And man, I've seen him. I've seen him go with some good wrestlers, and he just fucking, he don't get taken down. He's he looks good, man. He's one of those guys that, like, I think, like, guys peak at certain times in their fighting career. And, like, they just develop the skill set to where they're like, okay, I met, I met like, Kamaru early in my career where his skill set was a lot better than mine. But now, like, his skill set is just advance, 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 advance. Yeah. And then when he got hurt, all he did was box, you know? So, yeah, he like,
0: was out for, like, a year or something like that, right? Yeah,
1: I mean, he, he if you've seen the pictures of his knee, it was fucking... He basically doesn't have, like, a left knee, I think.
0: So who else were you – I'm curious. Who else were you training when you were at the the PI there? So you were with you were with, uh, Strickland and syndi- – you said Syndicate and the yeah, you know, PI was, are right next to each other. Yeah, so.
1: it's like a throw – like a stone throw away. And uh, I was coaching – I was doing the wrestling at Syndicate and I was also doing pads for guys. And, like, because my boy Sasha Polonikov, who I trained in Hong Kong, it's cool because Sasha was 0-1 when I was training him now to see him, like, gotten the UFC on short. Do you want
2: to just ask the question again? <laughs>
1: we'll yeah, and there. we're back. Sorry, we've had, a lot of,
0: we've had a lot of technical difficulties today in the podcast. For I think we haven't flexed the, muscle, the muscles in too long, Jake. This is the first <laughs> podcast we've had since, like, December, pretty much. And uh, the podcast muscles are a little weak. Uh, so I was asking you about who all you managed to train when you were uh, down in Syndicate. When you were there in Vegas, you, you got your hands on Strickland and a bunch of those guys. I saw JoJo Calderwood also. Yeah. I you mean, were doing some pad work for her and...
1: I, like, I...
0: It must be cool to be in it, right? To be, like, properly in Vegas, where you have all these dudes... You
1: think that until you're there. Oh, really? And then you're just dealing with a whole bunch of horse shit. But, yeah. (laughs) I mean, Joanne was... She's super nice. She's wonderful. Um, I got a
0: student that's training at the gym she trains at in in Scotland. Okay, He he just left here to go do some, uh, some university thing over there for, like, a year or whatever, and he's training at their gym.
1: Yeah, that's... Yeah, she, uh she's married to the head coach at syndicate right and um they had asked me like hey can you help Joe like prepare for her fight with Jessica I and I was like yeah okay yeah I'll stay they asked me to stay watch her sparring rounds do pads with her occasionally and stuff then I ended up going out to Abu Dhabi with them and we we got a win so like that was pretty cool because like I was directly involved with helping her prep that and uh, yeah I mean Joe was cool Um, Brandon Jenkins I worked with a lot as well and he he just got into the ufc as well an iridium guy uh, we had a really nice like i was holding i was basically running one of his camps for his fight lead into like his return back from his acl surgery and he landed like the nastiest spinning elbow knockout i think i've ever seen like the amount of damage he did to this guy's face was it, was it in the ufc no it was a, at a regional show
0: can you find it jake yeah w- tell me that What is it
1: uh i want to see this it was um Caged. I want to say this was caged aggression. You just type in Brandon Jenkins. It should come up.
0: Brandon Jenkins spinning elbow. I'm yeah. Sure, that will. No, it's nice showing the like local shows because then we don't get pulled off fucking YouTube or or anything else. It's only, dude, if you put like two stills of a UFC video together, they immediately demonetize and flag your video and delete
1: it on YouTube. Yeah. That's fucked up
2: right i guess it's towards the end of the fight give me a sec who is this this is this is the fight right
1: yeah wh- who's it against? yeah that, this looks like
2: jo- jordan Hinman.
1: jordan yeah, Hinman, yeah.
2: <laughs> so yeah. this is uh what's this guy's name
0: brandon right? jenkins he trains out of uh syndicate or the pi or uh syndicate mm.
1: but like i was i was doing his his camp for this fight but you got to see the spinning elbows. was
2: so it, it was for pretty fun brutal I he's won by her. Yeah, so
0: you, I mean, what do you... Uh, well, we'll, we'll keep talking until he pulls it up here. Uh, so why do you say that it was, like, kind of cool to be in Vegas and kind of not cool to be in Vegas? Like, what's the...
1: Because you're, like, a, I'm, like, a young kid. I go out there and you got all these old heads who think they, like, know striking and shit. And, like, they don't realize, like, bro, you, you, you've been working with Thai guys for the last how many years? Like, you understand, like, real Muay Thai and stuff. Mm-hmm. And they're still stuck in the old ways of fucking throwing leg kicks at fucking big pads and shit. Yeah. They don't. They just like they don't want to evolve. And if you're a new guy coming in, they're like, "Oh, you're new. Like the old school way it works." But MMA has evolved since. So like the sport is different. Like Brazilians aren't coaching. That BJJ coaches aren't the head MMA coaches anymore. You see a lot of the guys starting to gravitate towards more striking coaches because the game is more versed towards striking
0: now. Well, you mentioned to me earlier that uh, I can't remember who we were talking about. I think it was before Jake got here but that, so many of these guys they don't even do jiu-jitsu classes anymore yeah, they, they, just, they just do MMA training where they're doing MMA grappling they're 100%. not they're not they're not like starting their rolls on their knees and their fucking geese and shit like that like they're doing everything the grappling with the, the punches and the takedowns and 100%. They're, yes. not, they're not pu- pulling guard I'll tell you <laughs> I'll tell you that right yeah, now that's for sure no, <laughs>
1: pulling guard but uh, yeah you'll see guys that want to do get ups like okay I got my back against the cage go live boom you get up reset back down oh yeah so that's like that's gold that's yeah, what you and, need and that yeah. and that's kind of like what you see people gravitating to is, and like guys are using small gloves now to train and do their striking and they lighten it up and then like maybe once every three weeks they'll do like heavy gloves to go hard and stuff but you know everyone can train their the way they want like i had a lot of disagreeing on some of the things that they were doing like i feel like like, John is a good coach, but, like, he holds pads for everyone the same way. Mm, and what yeah. a one, the way a one pounds woman is moving and doing is not the same thing that, like, a 145-pound guy needs, 152-pound guy needs. Well, like, it's a good
0: thing about having your own, your own place now is you can finally do it the way that you want to do it, right? It's kind of nice being free from that cycle bro, and just finally being able to do shit the way that you want to do it. And I didn't have,
1: like, an issue with it. It was just more or less, like… Just something you've to deal yeah. with, right? yeah you know yeah. like you're just there and you're just kind of like, okay, it's one of those gyms where it's like people wash in people wash out people come in people come out people come in people come out and like at they're they're lucky because the UFC was based in Vegas like the whole two twenty twenty twenty, 2020 you know yeah they were only holding fights in the fucking performance uh institute yeah. the apex
0: or the so apex yeah
1: they were only having fights there mm. so if you wanted to fight on short notice because the covid dropouts were so common. You, have you to had to Vegas. be in Vegas. Yeah. So so many fighters are training at Syndicate and Extreme because that's where you have to be.
0: Yeah, I think it's interesting too, and you're and you're totally right about this. About the the older guys tend to do things their way, yeah. but the training modalities have changed so much over the last ten years. And I try to tell people this all the time because like I'm friends with like the jujitsu coaches in Singapore, like right? the, the old school, the Brazilians, the those dudes who like live and die in the gi, and then I got like my MMA peeps and all that kind of stuff, and like. Running a gym where you're trying to stay up to date on like the boxing and the Muay Thai and the wrestling and the jujitsu and the new training modalities and all these new moves and like fucking leg locks, for example, get ups. And it is so hard to stay on top of shit, especially like if you're older school and didn't come up through it and see how much it's changed. Like it looks so different, like sparring and MMA training now compared to like 10 years ago, 15 years ago when I started is just
1: so different. Dude, it's so different. hundred percent. And then it's also like, but my, the thing is, is like, I'm never one to say like, okay, this is stupid, you know, like, or I don't agree with this. Like, i am always one to go with the flow. Cause like one, it's not my gym. Yeah. I'm there. I'm just trying to help people out and I insert myself in the way I can help you. And like, if I feel like I'm doing my part in helping you and someone disagrees, then I'm okay. I'm like, okay, well tell me why you disagree. And yeah. when you don't have an answer for why you disagree, you're just hating because you don't like what I'm doing, but it's working, then I have a problem. Because then it's like, you're not giving me any constructive criticism on why you think what I'm doing is wrong or right. Yeah. No. Like, if you, have a, if you have an issue with the way I'm training people, which, it was quite weird. Because when I was at Syndicate, everyone I trained, one. Anyone I was holding paths w- with, one. And one convincingly. And then, like, John's mom, the, the owner's mom, is a, she's a, just a piece of work, you know. Oh, really? Oh,
0: <laughs> the mom?
1: The mother is a... She's a nightmare. Oh, my God. And, like, uh, yeah, she basically came back from Abu Dhabi after a win, you know, when I was still training guys. And she, did, she didn't She did want to pay me. I was like, why are you not paying me? You know, like. What, they think
0: you're, you're just free? You're doing it for free? Yeah, like, why
1: are you not paying me? Like, we had an agreement. They didn't uh, oblige to the agreement. And then she was like, oh, you're doing this, 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 this. And I was just like, listen, if you guys don't pay me, I'm going to fucking I'm gonna shut you guys down because you guys aren't even operating properly. Like they didn't even have a bathroom, like for like I was just like, bro, don't play that game with me. Like one thing I I've worked in countries where the my boss doesn't even speak English and I've always been paid on time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like just cause you're being like selfish kind, don't play that game, you know? We had an argument, fired the next day, bro. Oh damn. <sighs> yeah. Did
0: you get your paycheck?
1: Yeah, I got paid. Oh, like John at least he, at least they this, didn't go this was a with that, thing, man. like I never had an issue with John. I thought John was pretty cool about everything. But like I was kind of disappointed in the fact that like he didn't have the like he didn't like come up to me face to face and be like, Yo bro, like I'm letting you go because this, this, this and this reasons. Like I had to find out from a text from somebody else. It's kinda of like Come on bro, like you Yeah,
0: the gym culture in all across the world is always like this. There's always dudes that aren't getting paid. There's always like fighters that are this is such a common problem in gyms. I don't know why, but it seems like it's universal.
1: But I mean yeah, it it, it is what it is. Like I didn't have anything at that point and then my wife's just And then it
0: led to here, right? Eventually you got your path back to Singapore. I mean my
1: wife is just like fuck Vegas. (laughs) She's like, first of all, you've been gone too long. I don't want to go to America, so you gotta come back here. Yeah,
0: I didn't know if you were coming back for a while. And I, I was and like, just like, I'm it's... just like,
1: fuck it, I'll come back, you know. She's <laughs> like, she's like, yes. So, uh, yeah. So I mean, we I helped her set up the the gym, and like things are going well. Like expansion in the future, and you know, Singapore's just so cool. Like Southeast Asia in general. Yeah, Southeast Asia is the best. It's man. just the best place. That's why
0: world. it's so hard to leave here, like.
1: Bro, people are like, oh, like why do you love Asia so much? Because I could take an hour flight and end up in fucking Thailand, yeah. not Alabama. You know?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> Nothing against Alabama, but... Roll tie.
0: <laughs> well, normally you can take a flight and get to Thailand. Hopefully the restrictions are I up. I was in Thailand. Yeah, you, you just went. I, just I went. tried to go, but we couldn't get the approval in time. I'll tell you what happened with us. We had we went.
1: We had gotten everything approved, Thai pass approved or whatever. And our flight was initially VTL in Singapore, yeah. on Singapore Air. And then, when the Omicron cases started to rise, they took our flight off VTL, but didn't notify us. So, when we flew back from Phuket, they were like, oh, you guys have to do SHN for seven days, stay home notice. Yeah. And we're like, wait, 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 wait. What, what the fuck do you mean? We go to SQ. You're
0: like, oh, no, an extra week in Thailand. Oh, shit. No, no, no.
1: Stay home, it was in Singapore.
0: Oh, in Singapore. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were doing Which, it there. This is a nightmare. Oh, so you didn't get to VTL, right? So you had to just...
1: So, I mean, we went to Thailand, had fun, came back, we were like, okay, Maximum, we'll just do the test and then when our test popped and we'll, we'll bounce out, you know? Like, because that's what VTL's supposed to be, right? Yeah. And then they were like, nah, bro.
0: You got to stay inside for a week because
1: you didn't take a vaccinated travel yeah flight. I, which my is, wife
0: and I were going to go. We didn't even know because apparently you can go. You can go to Phuket on a VTL, so vaccinated travel lane. But then if you want to come back, there's none back from Phuket, so you got to go to Bangkok. Yes. To then come back to Singapore, and my wife and I were just about to book the tickets, and they told her, like, "Oh, you can't come back sh- straight from Phuket." And I'm like, "Wait, so I've got to?" First of all, how is that stopping COVID? <laughs>
2: like to you make, make me you exposed make me
0: to the Bangkok airport one of the busiest. <laughs> like bro, airports in means, the world this is it not makes
1: no sense like and they're just like oh we don't want us we don't want people to like get in close contact with COVID. but when you come out of singapore you put everyone in a fucking tent to get their ART test <laughs> yeah and show your pcr test it's like bro this is what close contact is like you know what i mean like well i not, feel
0: like we're finally moving past it thank, thank jesus thank jesus is right I Because now everyone's going to get COVID. Before, like three weeks ago, I didn't know anybody that had COVID. Really. I knew a couple people, like tertiary, but nobody directly. And then over the last three weeks, people are just dropping like flies. I knew so many people that have gotten it. And then, you know, there's way more that are unreported because there's, like, people that are, don't have any reactions to it. They're like, I mean, I don't, why do I need to test? They're asymptomatic, so they don't even think to test, and then they're passing it around. And so... Feel like at this point, pretty much everybody's gonna get it. It's so nice to see parts of the world starting to open up and lose the masks and Denmark's
1: like, fuck this, yeah. COVID's done. And then like UK, if we want to go to the UK, we don't even have to take a test. We can go, no quarantine, nothing.
0: Yeah, it's and great. we just had COVID, so that's the only good thing about getting COVID is you can travel. You can travel without having to get an ART test. Well, you don't.
1: Even if you had it, you don't have to get one to go to the UK. You don't need. Yeah, you guys do oh, what you now. Want. Yeah. Oh, excellent! That's, that's great. Like, so you
0: just got to deal with the Singapore side, right?
1: Well, no, like even Singapore, like Howie, one of my fighters, went back to school at Loughborough and he was telling us, like, he was worried, like, man, do I have to get an ART test and stuff? And, like, he called and, like, nope. You go to the UK
0: you don't need no tests oh we're close we're close, close guys so close. It, boom new variant tomorrow <laughs>
2: everything's shut down again
0: Megatron this is, this <laughs> Megatron. This is just going to go on
2: and on I'm sorry no. I, I, I desperately just want to get covered so yeah because everyone is going to get it so I just want it out of the way Like well, before t- the holidays come up I was in a room there was five of us in a room the four of the people in the room all got it within a few days of it I got nothing clearly I'm immune I can do what I want maybe you had it you didn't know it no because I, I had to get tested for work oh right and, no, well, i can convenient.
0: tell you my wife had it she had the booster and the COVID the same week which sucks that's she happened, got it though. I, yeah. there's
1: literally like two people in my gym that happened to they got their booster shot and while they had their booster shot they got COVID. yeah and they're like oh man i'm feeling sick i'm just kind of like yeah but maybe that's from the booster no know. actually no it, for her it
0: was the booster because she got the booster and then like three or four days later is when the it hit the gym she got the booster she didn't move for 36 hours like she laid down didn't eat just didn't get out of bed for a day and a half and then she a couple days she recovered then she got covid and then it was just like a light cold for like two days and then she was fine (laughs) and she's gotten three no she got both and then the jab so this is the fourth time she's gotten sick to avoid getting sick one of these times it's like because the jab man can fuck you up if you're one of those people that it hits hard some people it's like almost nothing
2: all three of mine made me like uber unwell yeah so i'm not i don't want to one of and now those i'm gonna and
0: matt has got fucking five or six of them bro seriously he had to re-get them so that way he could get legal st- tell the story matt, yeah, kind man, of crazy. yeah i had to
1: get like my pfizer sh- i got my pfizer shots my brother is like hey you know what you should get your pfizer shots so you can travel and i'm just like that's a good idea but coming into singapore i didn't need them i didn't need i didn't need to be vaccinated you didn't need to be vaccinated to come. Because I had to do 14 days of quarantine anyways. Yeah. Which I did at South Beach JW Marriott. Which is cool for like one day. And then you're just like, fuck this. yeah, Fuck. And then I came over. And I was like, okay, this is dope. Got out of quarantine. The next day they're like, oh, we're going back in the lockdown. No one can go out. I'm like, this is horseshit. Okay. Then they're like, okay. I think it was like 12 days later. They're like, oh, you could come out if only you're vaccinated. I'm like, well, I'm vaccinated. Right? They're like, Oh, for you to get vaccinated you need to, to have like a digital copy. Well, the digital copies are not available in all fifty states. Only some states allow digital copies to be made, which is interesting. Which is
0: um, weird. Well, what is the point of that? Yeah.
1: <laughs> it's it's bro, and it's so easy to get in this state. You can go to Walgreens and get fucking free COVID yeah. vaccine. And that's what I did. <laughs> so I tried to contact Walgreens and they're like, nah bro, you <laughs> can't send you your shit. I'm just like, What the fuck? So, basically, we go through this process of me fucking going to a private clinic to get Sinopharm. Yeah. Because they they will allow you to get it, so I get Sinopharm because I didn't want, I didn't want another mRNA one, so I got Sinopharm, and uh, the thing they gave me it took forever to get into the Singapore registry. So the the. What is what is the the Singapore? Oh my God! It's like the basically they have a website where like notarize mm-hmm. sg.notarize it's a website where if if you have any medical things they are notarized and they're put on that website so that's how you can apply for your vtl and stuff yeah is by if if, if you don't have the actual whatever you can update upload these and they'll they'll give you your vtl pass so you can travel so when it took forever to get my shit notarized so I didn't even fucking, we didn't even take a VTL because we came back and we were hoping by the time we came back, my shit would be on notarized and then I would come in. Well, it wasn't, so we had to stay home fucking notice anyways. <laughs> and then when I came back in, they were just like, oh, do you have your vaccine? I'm just like, what are we doing here? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like at this point, what are you doing here? I've gotten
0: three at this point. So,
1: so, this is, I kid you not. The paper that they gave me to verify my vaccine was a, uh, it said like, happy clinic or whatever, and, and it's in Paragon, so it's a fucking medical center, like, fucking nice one. Had all the things, and I had like a little chip or whatever, and then like everything was like da-da-da. I give, the lady to, I give the thing to the fucking immigration lady. She goes, I don't really recognize this. I don't know if I can let you through. I'm like, this literally came from the fucking clinic. It says, you are inoculated with this since this. Like, how is this not working? She goes up to her supervisor, and the guy's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, he can get through. No worries. All good. And I'm just like, Jesus Christ, man. Like, what the fuck? So then, on top of that, they're like, oh, yeah, you're farm. We need a third shot. Wow, I'm getting a third shot. And now I'm waiting for them to be like, okay, booster time, booster time. So that'll be six. And
0: you've had COVID (laughs) twice. Twice.
1: I've had it without So
0: this is like eight (laughs) times that you've been infected with shit from they're, around they're just,
1: <laughs> they're just like hey how could we fuck this guy up again and
0: <laughs> you wonder why some people aren't super chill about the idea of getting all of these when this money, you've had so you've had two Pfizer you had two of the Sinovac ones and you've had covid twice and most likely they'll probably make you get a booster yo definitely three Sinovac three Sinovac so the SinoPharm the Sinofarm, right so
1: yeah so like the SinoPharm Sinovac they were like <laughs> They so you've like, had
0: five jabs and COVID twice, and they will probably, most likely, make you get another one. Yeah. Definitely. And you wonder why people are yeah. fucking annoyed about this? It's like, dude, come on. Well, this was the thing. What are we doing? This was the thing, right? They At this said, point, they're just getting you sick. They, say, <laughs>
1: they said, the Sinopharm one is really good against like uh, Omicron. uh no, against the Delta, which was really bad for the heart, apparently. Yeah. And then Omicron came, and they're like, "Oh, it doesn't do anything for Omicron." But Omicron COVID doesn't affect the respiratory system at all. It's just like a heavy flu. Yeah. It's not dangerous. Like it's the, 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 it's It's milder, so much milder. So why the fuck do I need another booster for it? Yeah. <laughs> They're like, oh, you're not. You need to get it, or Omicron's gonna hit you hard. I'm yeah, like, because harder than the last fucking shot. Yeah, there's, the
0: the, the, there's <laughs> no way at this point making you get another one is going to protect you any more than you are already protected. There's die. no fucking way. I'm gonna die like, from
1: a mislodged needle in my vein. <laughs>
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly.
1: The girl's gonna miss and hit a fucking artery. I'm
0: You're just gonna, gonna be like, "Can I get some any more than boosters? <laughs> Can I please just get some more than boosters? Some more boosters? I need some more COVID protection from the government. The Dave Chappelle. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's crazy, dude. Yeah. I mean, it's it's brutal, and it seems like it's sort of. Rampage its way through everything, but if hopefully we are on the better side of this, and we can finally move on. I almost forget, dude, and I hate how it's not even part of the narrative. To like, wait, when are we taking these masks off, guys? It's pretty much yeah, universally if you look understood that these masks, especially the cloth ones that people wear, don't do shit. Well, Vegas. What like, are we Vegas doing? Vegas
1: just—they just mandated like it's illegal to ask people to wear masks now, so they're done. Maybe yeah, there's
0: no people are just starting to get done with it.
1: And then the UFC is great. They're like, oh, if you're vaccinated, we're not testing you for COVID anymore. I mean... <laughs> about fucking time.
0: I mean, what else are you supposed to do if you're a company, right? I mean... Yeah. Anyway, I'm glad this this shit's. I'm kind of glad I got it. to Be honest with you. Just like, let's see what's what's up with this fucking thing. Like,
1: <laughs> I thought that too until they're like, you still need vaccines. Still need butter. You still need this. I'm like, I could have gotten it later, I guess.
0: And <laughs> meanwhile, you're just like, um, can I just go eat my chicken rice, please? Why do I got to get this yeah, shit injected into me again? Another a fifth, three, four, six dose? <laughs> really? Do I need six? Yeah, man. Six seems like a little.
1: And it's so funny <laughs> that China's like still like closed to the world, but they just had the Olympics. Like, ah, fuck, it's ridiculous.
0: Yeah, yeah, those Chinese Olympics. Have you watched any of them?
1: Fuck no. Yeah. You mean the I... Chinese American hockey team? Yeah, yeah, I, I haven't watched any of it. Fucking hell.
0: Were there were there any more fights worth that we forgot about? Any big ones that we? Uh, nothing. Let slip. The nothing old...
2: too much fun on the card. Oh wait, wrong button. Is there another one next? Is there another UFC next week? I think so i can tell you pretty sure it's a fight night yeah it is yeah that's, that's i cool. know they moved oh through. do you want to see the knockout oh, oh yeah yeah that's there, yeah, the brand new yeah new jake you saved it thanks dude yeah I'll, I'll always i always i've look at I this. It looks amazing
0: all right let's, let's uh. take a look at what we got here he's the one in the red or the black red okay so we got two guys in the black trunks
1: so this guy looks like goro from mortal kombat <laughs> so like when they did the face off i like crop the picture of Goro facing off with Johnny <laughs> Cage. <laughs> it's like this is the part where you fall down. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Alright, here we go. Yeah yeah it's, it's, this thing. This, this
1: is that oh uh, it does look like Goro
0: sixty five. it I like that weight class. Oh oh yeah. Nice spinning back elbow. It looks like it hit him in the eye. But bro his
1: this his shit was split open like
0: where where was the cut? It looked like it was like, just bro, around man, the, the eye this nose. This
1: fucked up. This fucked up. Yeah. They had to do a fucking um, GoFundMe shit.
0: To get it paid for. Like
1: for his like just so like cause he couldn't go to work cause his face was fucked up. Yeah. He was still waiting to get into the hospital. Oh no. Like yeah, fucked up man. Yeah. You got knocked out of the night or work. Like look at look at look at this.
0: Oh fuck. yeah, can you uh go to that Jake? Look, look at his face. Oh, oh yeah. My God. Yeah, those My- those spinning elbows, you know, there's like the e- there's the knockout ones like when you when you hit an elbow, right? There's like the Ty the Tuivasa one where he hit Tuivasa or he hit Derek Lewis and then you can see zoop, like short circuits, face point like he's out. But then you have those elbows that just can like destroy the face, like break the orbital, yeah. break the and those ones are just like explosion overwhelming pain. Those are better there are, those are worse than the knockout ones.
1: Yeah, you'd rather get knocked out by like an elbow you don't see. Yeah, than have your,
0: your fucking face or facial cavities caved in. Because if you worry about like,
1: the recovery, there's so many things that can happen. Like,
0: like, like Sage Northcutt, when he got his jaw... Right, you get the jaw, the face broken into so many different places. Like that kind of recovery.
1: That's a prick. Who cares?
0: Everybody says that. (laughs) Everybody says that. Maybe he's like a little bit like John Jones, where you know how he was all Christian and shit when he first came out, and Jesus loves me, and everybody love you, and he was like everybody loved him as like this sort of like almost GSP type character, and then over time the cracks started to form, and his real personality started to show, and then he went full heel.
1: Yeah, I mean he should always be heel at this. Yeah, we need heels. Yeah, Yeah, I love him.
0: Colby, loved it. Loved all of it. The, f- the fight with Usman.
1: What do you think about Colby Massfittle? He's going to fucking
0: I think Colby's at a better place, like, in his prime right now. I think Jorge's a little bit past the window, a couple years past the window. Yeah, I think Colby will put a, put a pace on him, drown him, like he so often does. Stop him late. Yeah. So I don't know if he'll stop him because Jorge's got a chin normally, but... Usman cracked him, dude. That was nasty. The yeah, Colby Hoosman
1: fight was good. This that was good,
0: like, man. Cool, that was really I mean. good. This two of the best title fights of all time for middleweight, for sure. Yeah. I mean, the first one and the second one. It started off a little rough for Colby that second fight. But once he got his pace, he he was doing great. Yeah. If he hadn't got caught in that first round, I think you make the argument he won the fight. Yeah. But that, that, that was that was the most significant moment. Yeah. It's,
1: it's always like that, you know. But, like, fuck.
0: I, I just... Even with the fight today, I think the only reason that you can kind of give it to Izzy is because he had that one moment where he dropped him. It was, like, the most significant. Dude, yes. And he landed a nice head kick, too, which I can't believe didn't. Right over the guard.
1: Bang! But, I mean, how significant? Like, this is my argument.
0: It's more significant than any other strike.
1: Strike, it's yes. It's the most significant strike. But Whitaker strike. had his back with hooks in fighting the choke, too. Yeah. That's close to a finish if he gets That's it a near well.
0: finish. Yeah, almost a near finish.
1: Like... It's it's so it's so hard to judge. Like, but, what
0: uh, round was that where he took his back? The, I think it was the the third, I thing. That was the yeah. third. Did they give him the third on the judges' scorecards? Because two of the judges gave him two. I wonder. We we should figure out what rounds they actually gave to him well, because I,
1: I know one judge. Like, if you should be able to pull. It up was
0: forty eight. Yeah, it was 48, 47 forty seven two times, and then uh, forty nine.
1: I don't see how you don't give him two rounds. Yeah, me neither. I don't understand the one round of four. Like I know yeah, Bisbee was saying, "Oh, this is a four round to one." But i thought business commentary was absolutely Yeah,
0: being's commentary is the worst i feel like it's the, the least professional for sure <laughs> like i think He's we could
1: professional all... i'm okay with but like they kept saying like oh like is moving out so beautifully and then he would get hit with the jab and they wouldn't be like oh nice jab i would occur it'd just be radio silence i'm just like well, and he also like,
0: he always makes it oh he makes it about himself a lot too which i find annoying like he'll be talking about something, and then he'll bring up one of his fights, or one of his wins, or one of his things, and he he refers back to himself too much. And I'm like, dude, dude, chill out, dude. It's not about you, man.
2: <laughs> so I'm to find it now. Yeah.
1: Kyler Phillips is a beast.
0: Yeah, he looked great. That He's was good. That was amazing. He looks like a real problem, man. He looks like a, he looked really good. That was a nice, nice shot out there. And then uh, what was the other one on the main card there? There was another finish.
1: Oh, that okay. Alex Rod. Russia. Yeah,
0: oh, uh, Mycano. Yeah, oh, yeah. Micano got him. I think the only thing anybody remembers him for is, like, Cerrone beating his ass when he was talking all that shit. It's
1: pretty funny. <laughs>
0: all right, here you go. I need to go. gonna just find it?
1: Like, how do you give the fucking fifth round to Rob, to Adesanya?
0: They gave the fifth round to... The guy it?
1: who gave it 49-46, like Mike so, Beltran. Yeah, yeah. Like, how is that fifth round for Adesanya? Yeah, you can't. How? You can't. How? Bro, he got taken down. He got outstruck. Like, it makes no sense.
2: Wait, he, I he's got the third round as well on all three cards. So maybe he didn't take the back in the third. I thought it was the third. I yeah, I thought it was the, the third. Because that, that one, you had to give that round to
0: Rob because the, the striking was so even. And then he did put him down on the ground in a takedown. And then he scrambled to his back and threatened Because the striking was just like... And the fifth. It was so even. Yeah, I don't know how you don't... you got to give him the fifth. The fifth was his best round.
1: Yeah, I don't understand. Mike Beltran.
0: How do you give Izzy the Sorry. fifth round? Yeah, I
2: don't get it either. Like, yeah, yeah those scorecards
0: and there was screwing. there was a weird score on the earlier fight too. One of the female, oh, the Montefiore Roxanne Montefiore. Did you watch that one? Yeah, I mean that was bad. Like I, one I, one of them gave Montefiore the win or the yeah, she I, got the decision
1: 28 clearly clearly yeah like, absolutely. But I mean to be fair, like uh, that was uh, I I I know Roxanne because she trained at Syndicate as well.
0: Oh, she looks awesome. She looks like the funnest lady. She's a
1: she's a sweetheart. Yeah, like. Uh, it was cool to see her like go out there and just brawl. Like She fucking marks her Dude, arms. she she don't give a fuck, yeah, man. She
0: gets right in people's face. She just marches people down with pressure and combos. Doesn't have a ton of power, but stays in the pocket and just walks you down.
1: She uh, She's very unorthodox. Yeah. Like, the way she strikes, but she's still good. Uh, she's good.
0: Yeah, she's one of those. She's, like, one of Charmaine's favorite, Cause She's so weird, right? She's yeah. just, like, this nerd. She looks like she's somebody's mom. Like, she doesn't look like she should be fighting at all. She Almost re- 40.
1: She really loves grappling and teaching and, like... She trains hard, and I think she takes her training very seriously, but she's, like, romantically involved now. I think she just kind of wants to move on to the next stage of her life. She's had
0: almost 50 fights, and she's... she's gangster. 39, right? dude. 39-year-old lady doing that shit still, and still looking good. I mean, she was ranked 12 in the world when the fight happened, and then... It, it should not have been a split decision but she was competitive yeah, was all good. the way throughout she she got and that chick's a prospect man the girl that she fought is a, yeah she's
1: good the thing is like they were saying it's hard to look good against Roxanne because yeah. their, their style is so
0: awkward so gritty so awkward yeah it's like you yeah. gotta
1: like uh, but yeah Roxanne like all the best to you like in your
0: yeah shout, shout out to her she, she looked good warrior. And, but, that, but the point oh right the, the point of that was that the, uh, the but the judging was just all over the place that was bad that was pretty clearly two rounds. And then I thought nothing, I thought the, the Izzy Whitaker fight should have been closer for sure.
1: Nothing was worse than the fucking Strickland fight. They gave the fight to Hermanson. All right, that was, oh,
0: right. That was a split too. Yeah, the UFC judging. It was like
1: 49-46, 49-46. Jack Hermanson, 48-47. What the fuck? Yeah, it's like, brutal, what? It's
0: brutal I, in the UFC. How are
1: you watching? But Salty Amato does boxing as well.
0: Yeah, but Sadio has always had... I feel like he's one of those ones that's always had some weird decisions in there.
1: But, like, fuck, how do you go 49-46? Do I have to hit it again, <laughs> Yeah, just hit it again. Like, both ways, and then, like, 48 <laughs> Makes no sense. <clears throat>
0: yeah,
2: yeah, that's... Makes no sense to
0: me. Well, so what's the one next week? Do we do we find out what... Uh, the, yeah, you got... Um, is it decent,
2: or is it... No. One of those <laughs> in a word, no. Uh, Johnny Walker, uh, Jamal Hill... Okay. Stop the God. Um,
0: Can I'll you throw it up, it up out. there, uh, Jake? Let me see. So this is next, this, this one week from today, right?
1: I think Fizia was supposed to fight on this card.
0: Well, he just fought, right? Didn't he fight? No, he's supposed to, to weeks fight ago? RDA, I
1: believe. Oh, right. But oh, yeah, they, they that was moved a fight. It to UFC 272. That guy's a beast, man. Raphael's a beast. Yeah. He, he's, look, looks is like Marquez. a... Marquez... Damn.
0: Okay don't know many of these guys. Okay, Jim Miller.
1: Okay, Jim Miller. Jim Miller still fighting? Bro, Goddamn. I I love Jim Miller. damn Jim Miller versus Nicholas Moda. That's always a good fight. Moda's good.
2: Buckley, down there. Yeah, oh, walking Buckley's Buckley back Abdul- in there. He's fun.
1: Fuck Abdul Razak Al oh, Hassan. That motherfucker cost me a $5,000 parlay when he fought Jacob <laughs> Mountain. <Malcom. laughs> guy couldn't He's stop water if he fell of a fucking boat. <laughs> couldn't right stop a fucking out. like last leg of the parlay. Fucking bro, Jacob Malcun has like five fights or something like, and like uh, like although uh, Hassan should be fucking starching people, and he just fucking got wrestle fucked the whole fight.
0: And you're still bitter about it.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he should be cut after this. Okay, so that's a decent. Bro, that was, that's how Ma- I, that's how I made money in, like vegas though
0: betting on fights just sports yeah I
1: got big into like soccer it's a slip that's
0: a slippery slope when you start going <laughs> too far down that road it's it's
1: okay, but like it's never to the point where it's like all or nothing,
0: you know? Yeah, yeah. You have a reasonable yeah. amount of money I mean, you're that you're willing to put you fights anyways. Yeah. So
1: to make it more exciting.
0: It right? definitely makes it more... It's only this ten. is why you're always fucking tweeting and face, doing Facebook messages and shit as fights are going on, because you're fucking shitting yourself because you got all your money on these fights.
1: What, <laughs> this is the thing, right? It's like, what's ten bucks? Two things of chicken rice, right? Put ten bucks on an eight-leg parlay, you win a couple thousand dollars. Yeah, right?
0: yeah. yeah. Yeah, and you know enough as well. You're in the in the scene enough to make some pretty educated...
1: Decisions. That's why, like, I like sources. MMA. Like, yeah. you, with a woman's fight, you always go over two and a half rounds because they always go to decision. Mm. And then, like, with, like, unless it's Valentina. And then, or, you know,
0: like... What about the dude who lost, like, 30K on the Nunes? Yeah, he's a
1: fucking
0: idiot.
2: Yeah, or but it? that was the was
1: it? dumbest 90, bet 90K? I've ever seen. What was it?
0: That was a good bet.
2: No, because he stood to win absolutely nothing, but that's why you have to bet so much or you
0: get nothing, Right. What, do you remember what the bet was? We talked about it on the podcast, but so if you're if you don't know this, uh, when Amanda Nunes fought Juliana Pena, some guy had put a ton of money. I think it was like 50k or 30k or something like that on Amanda Nunes to win because you think easy money, and but you have to put so much money to get anything from it. And then uh, he had Three, a bad Three
2: hundred and eighteen thousand.
0: Ooh, how much was he set to gain? If he won, that's we
1: gotta so, got find out. Because I'm
2: curious. We we did this
0: on the podcast you already. Take,
1: right, like, right. You we, we do like, this every week. Like, this man's an idiot. Yeah. <laughs> probably make fifty k.
0: Which, I mean, it's a good bet. Honestly, like, of course, in hindsight, we <laughs> we know what we know now. But if you get a a champion that's that dominant, and they're going against somebody that you think is easy money, the only way to really make money is to put a big bet in. Otherwise, there's just no point.
2: Unless you throw in a parlay or something like that. Yeah, I wonder... Uh, I'm just trying to see if we can find out. how I much mean, She stood to him, but I can't find it. We literally had this exact conversation
0: yeah. on the podcast after it happened. <clears throat> but yeah, that's when betting can really start to... Oh,
1: imagine losing $318,000.
0: Oh, boy. Numbers. Yeah. You to to just lay an egg like that. that. Do you think, she'll be- <laughs> you think she'll beat her in the rematch? No. You think Amanda won't win in the rematch? You think Juliana will win again? You're so confident now. I, yeah. Sorry.
2: Now we're gonna bet. Three hundred k on. Yeah, come on, uh, Nunes. Matt said it's fine.
1: <laughs> I, don't, I I I tend to stay away from women's fights and betting because they're usually there are more upsets in women's MMA than there are in men's MMA. I feel like the the level is all over the place. I'll tell you the safest bet in all sp- combat sports. Is Caitlyn Chukagian over two rounds? She goes to the yeah. season in every fight, bro. Yeah. It's like with the exception of the one time she lost to uh, I think it was um, who did she fight? Uh, Jessica Andrade. Yeah. She, like, like, hit oh and yeah, yeah,
0: that's right. Oh, oh yeah, the body you shot. See
1: her like fight. It's always volume over two and a half. Safest bet. You could put in combat
0: well, sports. Now you know for any any betters out there. Yeah. Yo, any, any of the gamblers. That guy three
1: hundred eighteen thousand. <laughs> hey, should have should have me up, though baby cat attack
0: <laughs> so what are you uh what are you doing these days man like like what's the what's the gym life the day-to-day kind of thing i'm a progressive gambler
1: <laughs> and
0: <laughs> and a trainer
1: <laughs> no uh i don't know dude it's just like uh i'm just you know so you're
0: day-to-day. focusing mostly on like pure boxing and wrestling you said
1: yeah you know like i i've done like a, a lot of boxing i'm trying to help guys who are trying to box you know i'll hold pads for a bunch of i'm, I'm I mean, I hold a lot of pads nowadays, I guess. Like, I, that's kind of what I've been, I guess, getting good at or been doing. I, bro, I hold pads for pro boxers in Vegas, too. And, like, I've always liked boxing, but in Singapore, it's so fucking toxic, like, the boxing.
0: Why? Why do you say that?
1: Just because it's, like, it's full of shit. Like, people think they're good because they're fucking beating up Indonesians. And then they go out, <laughs> go outside of Southeast Asia and fight someone good and get fucking clapped. It's just like, bro, I don't even train. Like I don't train at all. I, I look at me. Like, <laughs> <bro>. <laughs> I don't even train anymore. Like, I, yeah, it's just like, and like I can still hold my own. Man. I'm just like, oh, look, what's going on here? Like you guys are training all the time. What the, the fuck are you training? Like, I, it's just like, I don't. So, like, you have people who want to be pro boxers in Singapore. Who go the pro boxing r- rate because they think there's money in it, which there's not. And then you got people who are amateurs, who are full amateur, which is good. Like, Hanu's a fucking good am... Like, ja Wayne, like, there are good amateur boxers in Singapore, you know? But, like, there's no support for them. Like, there's not a lot of... Like, the government doesn't really support boxing as much. And I don't know why... Because I feel like they've gotten a couple C games, medals, and yeah. stuff. I feel like they should they should be supported more. But it's just like people people claim to be like, man, my old my old Steve Petromalek used to train. Who's he trained? Rashad Evans, when he fought John Jones, he was his boxing coach for that fight. He trained a bunch of the Pride fighters. He was that Brazilian top team. Cody O G boxing coach has his own gym in L A. Like Steve's a fucking man. And um, he came out to Singapore, and he was like, man, what the fuck are they doing out here? Like, he went to all the boxing gyms, and he had nothing good to say about a single one of
0: them. Yeah, the boxing in Singapore, I, fe- I feel like, is the most underdeveloped sort of single, stru- single like, MMA discipline. Like, the jiu-jitsu scene here is getting really, really developed. But...
1: Even folk style wrestling, baby, let's yeah, go. <laughs> yeah, you, you, me, and Major, team let's folk go. style wrestling. Let's go, folk style wrestling, baby. American we take wrestling, on. dude. Writing time, Let's go. <laughs>
0: But, you know, like the Muay Thai scene is, is pretty developed, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and then uh, the Jiu-Jitsu scene, the Gi is scene is developed. Boxing scene is a little bit, but I think it's the least, like the specific sport boxing, oh, I, right? Like 100%. Not like, oh, you went to some fucking class. I'm not talking about that. Wow. I'm talking about real competitive, yeah. like, amateur boxing. It's a
1: poor man's sport. You look at, like, the guys in the U.S. that are good. Like, look at Caleb Plant. Caleb Plant was dirt poor. Kid had to box to, to make a living you know? yeah
0: it's different yeah
1: it's like it's just if you are bred differently when you're a tough boxer singapore is not the kind of place that is like have poor people poor kids running around like trying to learn to fight for their lives yeah it's like i go home from my you know secondary school i take my nap and i get my milk and my fucking cookie right? <laughs> that's, that's singapore man like singapore is not like oh i need to work two jobs and drive when i'm 15 you know yeah it's just a different lifestyle I feel like you look at the places that have good boxers, Philippines, third world country. Ukraine, third world country. Like all the stands, third world countries. Yeah. I mean, the UK is so structured, that's why they're really good at boxing. And
0: even in the US it's like very often the rough towns yeah. that produce 100%. like Philadelphia, right? 100%. The, the, I mean you got Vegas. But the, you know what I mean? But those yeah. Oftentimes it's like the, the poorer places, the ghettos and shit like that that produce a lot of these guys.
1: Yeah, imagine in Singapore. What are you doing? Oh I have to leave my house and Orchard to go to my boxing
0: shit. <laughs> I had a guy, and I'm not, I'm not gonna say his name, but if he's listening, he knows who this is, who called to cancel coming into work because he had an exam. And I was like, is it a trainer of mine? And I'm like, wait a second. <laughs> I'm literally like, hold on, dude. So you're gonna not come to your job because you're gonna go, because you have this- Study. Yeah, yeah, to study. I'm like, dude, this is a job. Like, it's a job. <laughs> You know, it's not optional. Like, what are, you, what are you talking about? And he was like, "Oh, I just," and I was like, "I guess." I mean, I literally don't even know how to respond to this thing. You know, and it's like that because people, if you got to get to elite level, you got to be doing like four or five hours a day, like six days a week, five six days a week. So many people here, even the ones that get good have like a really small window. Like I've seen this in the BGJ gi scene specifically. Like you get these guys that get balls deep and they can do it for like two to three years, right? They become like a high level blue belt or maybe a purple belt. And then it just drops off a fucking cliff. And then maybe they try out, uh, train casually or maybe they don't train at all. But sustaining it for like 10 years, if you really want to fight, like you really want to fight, you got to eat shit for fucking decades and train all the time. You can't just be like, in for a couple years and get like okay maybe now I'm like a mid level amateur, and then people just fall off especially in
1: Singapore. Well, I mean that's the thing is like we look at where where is the career path in combat sports as a Singaporean.
0: One that's pretty much your only if you
1: want to get paid. Well, exactly. So yeah. that's my thing, and like to be. Well compensated in one, you generally have to be part of Evolve. You've yeah. you got Tiffany Tio who's the outlier in that whole group, who's yeah. the native Singaporean. But other than that, who is there?
0: Yeah, I mean, there's like, like I Amir Khan. I, I guess he's like one of the only but he's, others. But he's Evolve. Oh, right, you're saying... Like, he's Evolve. Yeah.
1: Like, yeah, outside of Evolve, who? You got Tif- Raul. Tiffany's the... Raul, I mean, he's Indian, but he's PR Singaporean. Yeah. I know what he makes, and like, it's not sustainable. Yeah, for sure. Like, it's, 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 it's just like you kind of use the fact of you being a fighter as to make outside income yeah that's what you should is should be the model that's
0: what they do pretty much because you're not
1: prize fighting at that point yeah because if you're a prize fighter the only thing you're doing is fighting and that is where your money's coming from Yeah. and let's just be honest if you're not fighting three or four times a year and you're not making that eight to ten k per fight how are you sustaining being living? You're coaching, right? Yeah,
0: and so they're taking their time to go and do that, and they're teaching privates. And but at that
1: point, who's coaching you? Right. Yeah, yeah. You know what? And there, that 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 becomes a discrepancy, right? And then
0: it devolves into like training with their students and, and shit like that, right?
1: Like, <laughs> which is like, it's just like it's cool and like it can reach a point, but if your goal is to be a great fighter, you can't go down that route. Yeah. And I've told people who are in this situation that. You're going to have to sacrifice something in order to achieve your goals as a fighter. You cannot coach full time and train to be a fighter and do one training a day and have a you'll run into guys who are just they got like that immigrant mentality, who are just fucking tough, and we're gonna outwork you. Yeah. You know what I mean? And that's just kind of like it's it's just hard to preach to the fucking milk and cookie culture of Singapore
0: yeah it's I mean you know this this culture breeds a lot of interesting things but yeah fighting is, is so specific it's such a grind and especially here to not be overly rewarded for it but everybody's like why the fuck would I do that yeah. why am I going to do that for this this payment to have such a grind
1: and then, then, then there's the flip though where you have amateurs who are wanting compensation and then you run into this situation where it's like people think that they've done enough to deserve a certain amount when they haven't yeah so it's kind of like you know i was in vegas and you had amateur guys fighting like three or four times a month yeah and then you have i know singaporeans who have four amateur fights five amateur fights and they want to get paid travel and stuff to go fight in malaysia and stuff yeah. I'm like bro the fuck are you doing like what are you talking about like you, you got you've you've had five fights in five fucking years you've had four fights in four years like what are we doing here? yeah like you you and it kills me when people are like, Oh, I'm this kind of champion, this 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 champion. Bro, I never put I'm an ex champion of anything. Like you don't see me putting like my old like wrestling, like I was the champion of this on my fucking pro time. like you on, on my profile, you know? Yeah. Like, bro, no one gives a shit about the amateur fight you had three or four years ago. Yeah. Just fucking watch that shit, bro. Like, what have you done to get better, you know? And it's just kinda like People hold on to, I fight four times and then I teach. And that's kind of like the route people do in Singapore.
0: Yeah, I think it's just like the kind of cultural integration of martial arts in Singapore is not really built around like uh, prize fighting. It, but but there are a lot of people here that train. And there are a lot of people who are super dedicated to it. So in that sense, it's pretty cool because it permeates a lot of places. Like there's a lot of active martial artists in Singapore. Yeah, The scene sure. here is pretty fucking good. If you look at the whole martial arts landscape. I think
1: that's where you run into your, your point. There are a lot of active martial artists. There are not a lot of active fighters.
0: Yeah, because the cost the cost of it and then the fact that why would I do it for what is the issue, right? And if you're one of those people that's like, oh, only because I love it. Okay, you're a crazy motherfucker. You probably can fight. But there's only like three or four of them <laughs> in here that are willing to do the thing for less money that they could get outside of that. And then, you know, save their fucking brain cells. Yeah,
1: it's, <laughs> it's just kind of like people is just there's an expectation of wanting to fight but getting into like the higher ups of like in to get into the UFC now unless you fought in anyone with a winning record that's any good you the chances is none it's yeah. none like it's so competitive now that you need to fight good people to get onto a feeder program to get into a Dana White contender series yeah it's not like the old days where they used to come out to asia and be like oh we need an agent. They pilot. find,
0: they just pick someone who... They're past that point already. Yeah. 125,
1: 135, 145, bro. Iridium managers, uh, uh Lance Spott, one of the managers, he would come into the gym all the time. And I would just talk to him about stuff and he's telling me like, bro, good luck. Good luck getting this. Good luck, get- bro. 125, 135, 145. Good luck getting into the UFC, bro. You better, you better. I mean,
0: they're all killers, dude. Those divisions are so stacked right now. It's ridiculous. Bro,
1: look at look at. Matuš Gamrot.
0: Yeah. Oh fucking yeah. fucking
1: monster. Yeah. Like a, a legit monster. And like he's super good. And it took him so long to get into the UFC. But now like it's like you have to be in Vegas fighting or or like as an international talent you have to beat people who are good. If not it's just it's it's to the point where it's just like signed to one.
0: Yeah. Well, this Make, is this is still money. the best place to be I- in Asia at least I feel like. Especially when things are going normal, like well. I mean, maybe
1: not anymore.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, like, Thailand is. Thailand, Thailand is throwing fights now. Yeah, Thailand is legit for sure. L- Thailand is awesome.
1: Lumpini, I mean, for a fighter.
0: But Thailand is awesome because they will fight for very cheap. So if you if you want to put on fights. Well, uh, yeah. In uh, Thailand, they're like, yeah, we'll do it. Singapore, uh, they're like, nah. nah, nah, nah.
1: Uh, well, that's but that's the thing for Singapore, like, and that's the reason why there are no, in my opinion, good pro fighters in Singapore. Skill wise, yes, but like they're not willing to take that jump of making three hundred. to fight to build their record they think right away I need to make a thousand dollars to fight which is bullshit Like that's not how it works like anywhere in the world. That's not how it works
0: yeah, especially if you're like a low level pro or something like that, or, well, an, if you're or a, an amateur, and you're like, oh, my first fight, you want to. I mean, I got paid $500 for my first pro fight, so I can't
1: really talk. I, I don't can't even really tell you how much I made to fight Will trip on Mima, because it was a lot of money.
0: No, well, but, you got one of the. You one, yeah, but Mima was weird. But, they had all kinds of that's, issues. That's, but that's
1: a different thing, right? Yeah. Because, like, I was the host of the fucking show for fucking the entire season. Like, I was doing the hosting and stuff. So, like, to jump out and fight was like, yeah, 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 yeah let's fight. Let's fight. <laughs> Did wow. you guys fight on a boat? I did. Like, I fought in a carousel
0: cruise ship. Yeah, it was a fucking, car- <laughs> it was a cruise ship. That's hilarious, bro. Yeah,
1: and that was a crazy fight because I won by heel hook in the first round, and then afterwards we all went to the karaoke room. Like everyone who fought went to the karaoke room, and we just got fucking blasted. <laughs> like everyone who fought each other, everyone was taped up, damaged. We were just taking flaming shots. Just getting wasted, bro. It was, it was a. It was very interesting. <laughs>
0: so what the cruise just booked the this like live fight event? So there's a couple times I know a few people that have fought on a cruise. I was just on a cruise like literally last week. So the reason why the podcast like, was late. But, car
1: of France was uh, on that fight card as well. On so, the boat? Yeah, he was on the boat. <laughs> cool. And uh, it was quite. Now
0: bad. look at him knocking out Cody Garbrandt.
1: Bro, yeah, shit, it's crazy, right? But it's kind of like um, Jason Lowe, who was a good friend of mine, who was the CEO of Toon Talk, who was the Mima like mastermind. Yeah. It was Toon Talk's 5th birthday, and they wanted to do something big. He was like, fuck it, let's do fights on a cruise ship. So they used them. A- and they found some cruise company that was like, yeah, we're down. Starship Libra, <laughs> baby. What's the Starship worst that could happen Libra. And we're just like, okay, this is cool, this is cool. I'll never forget. We got on the cruise, and the first thing we did, they, the cruise was docked, and we saw a basketball court up there, and we're just like, Olivier Cost, who was a MIMA rep before he was ever a 1FC head official, Good friend of mine, and I'm just talking fucking shit to him. I'm just like, bro, I'm gonna fuck you up in basketball so fucking bad. Like, we're gonna fucking school you. Me and Gianni We're just talking shit, you know? Bro, we all went up there. No one checked in to do any of the MMA stuff, and there was like 15 MMA fighters. We were playing basketball. Ugliest game of basketball you ever seen. In <laughs> bro, I think the field goal percentage was below 10. It was, <laughs> it, was it was, I mean, seeing Aguilon trying to shoot was. It was fun. It was good fun. It was it was a it was a it was a definitely once in a lifetime experience to kind of get to fight on a cruise ship.
0: How many people were watching? Was it like busy? So, everybody, did everybody come so like, they, they, there's nothing better than doing a cruise. I'd watch a fight immediately
1: if they, they were like, oh, there's
0: st- fights. I'd be like, fuck yeah. They stopped go. right.
1: They we booked we we booked in Phuket, so we like docked in Phuket, and people from outside, a lot of basically the whole Tiger fucking boy's eye. Anyone who was living in Phuket came onto the boat, and then at a certain time when we left to go to Crabby for our second stop, they had to get off the boat before we left. And um, so, yeah, it was packed. We had a fucking costume contest. And, like, the commentators were like Peter Davis and James Goiter, and they were so wasted. I was in the main event. And they were so wasted by the time that, like, my fight happened, they couldn't even fucking speak <laughs> <laughs> And they are English, so it was even worse. <laughs> like, Oh, time's running. Like, oh, bro, it was horrible. Well, that's
0: that sounds great to me because the only bad thing about doing commentary is that I don't can't get drunk during it. Because if I could,
1: <laughs> but, uh, if I could, I would. I wore the scramble red, white, and blue spats, the American spats. Oh yeah. They let me fight in spats, and I came out to Shawn Michaels' "Sexy Boy" theme song. Oh, bro, it was great. It was no, a hit. No, oh, bro, everyone uh, was the bro. I looked across the the fucking. I was fighting Nick Harris and his quarterman were dancing to my walkout music. <laughs> <laughs> when when Chope fought in
0: Singapore that time, he came out to the, to the Pokemon song. Fucking killed, dude. Yeah, that's Everybody cool. loved it. I was like, ah, oh, dude, especially because know your audience, right? Yeah. It's in Singapore. Just a bunch of nerds, nerds. and shit in the audience. Yeah. And I was like, ah, oh, dude, you fucking nailed it. That's, that's a genius move. Yeah, that's funny. I don't think they're doing any uh, fights on cruises very often these days. Can't even
1: fucking leave the country. Let alone a cruise, right? I mean, I just went on one, but it was just kind of lame. Cruise to nowhere, right? Yeah. How was it?
0: It was all right. You know, it was just nice to change the environment a little bit. But all this is gambling. That's all they have on those fucking cruises. But not gamble, not nah, I didn't gamble. I'm not you a gambler. didn't gamble at all. I wonder if I play slots or whatever. We tried to do blackjack one day, but then Charmaine got too drunk and fucking <laughs> had to pass out, so... The table was full. There was only one blackjack table in the whole cruise, and they had, allow three people on it, and that's it. So we waited, we waited.
1: Bro, that's how. But it's
0: like five floors. All it is is gambling.
1: That's how it's fucked up, right? In Vegas, like you go into a casino and they limit the seats. So like, if you get at a table that's hot early, you're fucking good. Like, if you're at a roulette table that's hitting hot, you're good. But like, if you're trying to get in on a hot table, it's impossible because they're limited the amount of seats. Yeah. So you're just like, man, fuck. I yeah,
0: you missed the moment. You missed the
1: action, bro. Like. This shit's gone black eight times in a row. <laughs> but yeah, I think like in Asia, they just play fucking Baccarat. Right? So yeah, yeah. It's not my
0: game. It was all slots. It was all the average age of the people on the cruise was about 67 or something like that. I can imagine. I mean, me and Charmaine were like the only, and I'm getting middle aged over here. And uh, we were the youngest people in the whole thing. And I was the only white person because it was a Chinese cruise ship. <laughs> you booked the wrong cruise. <laughs> uh, now it was all right though. It was nice to change the scenery. You know, we've been stuck here for so long. It was, you know, how those things are. They're pretty, like, corporate and shit. Bye. Like, everything costs more, and is a... But it was all right. It was nice to change the, the environment.
1: I think they're opening up Indonesia, though. Very, like, February 16th to Bali, BTL.
0: Yeah, I had that. Thailand is opened back up as well, right?
1: But I, I know you can go to, like, Batam very soon as well. Oh, that'd be nice. Yo, have you ever wakeboarded in Batam?
0: I've been to Batam. I didn't wakeboard when I was there. Bro, go wakeboard. Was it good? It's fun. Bro, it's just oh, fun. Oh, yeah. But, yeah, wakeboarding sounds awesome. Should just I've get, never done it.
1: Get major on a wakeboard, us.
0: He can't swim, dude. I'm telling you right now. <laughs> oh, but it's a
1: man-made pod, so... Oh, so he's, he's good. There's a, there's life jackets. it all right.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. We, <laughs> me, you, and Major should, should go do something soon. Yeah, fuck. If three of us do a podcast one day. That'd be fun. Yeah, man, we for just sure. talk fighting for hours we and hours. He used to
1: teach in the same gym in Kuching. Like, he used to teach in gym box in mm. Sarawak. And then, like, Lenny Wheeler came, and then he came back to Singapore. It's quite weird how we've all talked together at some... Yeah, I
0: know. It's weird, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right, man. Well, I think what 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 do we got? Is there anything, any other interesting MMA news or, or anything like that,
2: Jake? Uh, you... No, it was the um, there was the one on uh, Friday. Catch any of that? Uh, I I, I did didn't. Ca- I but...
0: watched the Haggerty fight. I watched the one oh, championship. Yeah. I don't watch that shit. You don't watch any of it? What about this? Uh, I'm I'm definitely excited. We're gonna do a live stream for the me, Ron, and Stephen Langdown. For the big yeah, one, Ron, DJ and Rotang.
2: Ron literally reminds
0: me every time he sees me. Yeah, he's got such a boner for it; he won't <laughs> shut up about it.
1: <laughs> I think like Sita Chai versus Alazov, Chingy's Alazovs mm-hmm. fight, but like the one, the one FC level of MMA is so
0: low. What about the? I think we talked a little bit about the Ok and the Christian Lee. Yeah, fight. I, I, it just <laughs> you got nothing. It, it doesn't, it, it doesn't <laughs> nothing. interest me at
1: this point. Like, really, you don't just,
0: like any of it. Come on, dude. The kickboxing is awesome. The Muay Thai is awesome. I, bro, the
1: kickboxing is great, but you have to deal with the shittiest commentary on the planet. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst. You have to literally mute the event, and at that point, yeah. you're like looking like. It's Mitch Chilson
0: like, is the worst. I mean, he's, and he's a
1: great guy. No, and I'm not shitting a,
0: on him as a no, person, but the commentary is, is, is rough. Just like
1: it's it's like, I mean, how many puns do you need in a fucking fight? Well, oh, that's
0: Michael Chavalo. I like him. At some point, I like Chavalo. At some point, it's like, bro, come on, man. Like, <laughs>
1: it's kind of like. I don't know it's just like i appreciate fighting and i i i like i like watching one and uh, like at the beginning and stuff but it's just like the judging is so bad like it's so bad it's almost as bad as like there's no there's no um uh, like um transparency there's no
0: oversight to it there's no transparency yeah
1: like you don't know who won this round and who scored this round there was some fucking common competition committee. Now there's no competition committee, and it's just kind of like it's just kind of like a shit show.
0: And then they can just appeal to the owner to Bro, return I, things. I was very
1: like <laughs> invested in one, and it's just like they I get high hopes and they let me down again and again and again, and it's just like, all right, I'm just gonna watch UFC now. You know,
0: like, I mostly watch UFC, but I do catch. The, at least the main events on pretty much all the one cards because it's local too and I'm into the local aspect of it at least it's here but we went to one show me, Jake, Ugh. and Major and we went to the Christian Lee Opera fight actually and it I was left. so fucking lame that we left <laughs> we left before, because I mean to be fair it was like it was like mid-COVID hype and then uh, we couldn't drink we couldn't eat anything of course
1: it's fucking lame we
0: got some y- guy yelling at us about our mask every 30 mm. seconds bro
1: imagine you you hear fucking Christian Lee we're
0: sitting there sober
1: fucking speaking uh, that's about. not true
0: <laughs> well, more sober than we should have been.
1: Yeah, <laughs> speaking to the fucking media all week about beating Khabib, fucking gassed out against a regional fighter. Like, Bakray is good, man. He's, he's a regional. He's a regional fighter, bro. Like, at, at the end of the day, ONE C is a regional promotion. It's not a world like.
0: But you got to give it to Christian though. He was he was undeniable. He beat everybody until that decision. And I
1: still thought he won. The and fight, he won the fight. So yeah. Christian Lee is good, for sure. Yeah. But you think he beats anyone, like, in the top 10 in
0: the UFC? I think he'd, like, fringe top 15. He's probably around, like, top 20, somewhere bro, in I, there.
1: I, I can name 10 guys right now. And I would fucking destroy No, him.
0: I think he's outside of the top 10 yeah, in the UFC. Like, but I think he's somewhere in there. Bro, like, he
1: gassed, like, gassed. Imagine fighting Gregor Gillespie. Bro, he would fucking drown him.
0: Yeah, but he, puts a, he put a lot of pretty good pace on a lot of good people. And that's, you can, Daggy beat him with just pace over time, because Daggy fucking... Be Blew his loads so early. He's just... Grr, all the steroids, dude. But all, all the steroids. All the, <laughs> but all
1: the guys he's fought. Regional fighters.
0: Nastyukin. I mean, you got to give him some... He's a beast. But you're all about Lowen, And Lowen hasn't fought... When is that dude
1: fighting again? He fought Gafarov and lost the split decision, that I thought.
0: Right. That was his most recent fight. I just...
1: I go by, like... I go by, like, the eye test. Like, who... Who, who you beat and how you've beaten them. Like... Like who have you beaten? Like how you beaten them? And it's just like, look, that's you can with like everyone said he's good, bro. He got taken down by Herbert and got choked out in like forty seconds.
0: Yeah, but that can happen though. If Herbert gets in your back, you fucked.
1: hundred like, percent. But I mean, like, I mean, just in general. Like, look, look, look at Herbert now. Where's he in the UFC?
0: Did he he hasn't fought in ages. He got a surgery or something like that, didn't he? Herbert Burns. He who you talking about?
1: Fucking choked out by. that. Yeah,
0: that guy's good though, man. Yeah, no, beast. he's he's, he's, he's good. not bad. He's not yeah, bad. Um. And he won one with a knee or something before that. I think he's like, what is he? One and one in the UFC. Who Herbert? I think two and two one. Two and one, or, or one and two, or something. something like that. That. Yeah, something like that.
1: But it's just like the the level is just so the the competition level is just so much. It's just a big. Yeah,
0: the UFC is ridiculous. But man. there are good guys outside. Under of the like one seventy, like all those weight classes, like 35, 45, 75. Even if you're just not like,
1: ranked, damn. it's just like. Yeah. You're fucking the guy's fucking good, you know?
0: Yeah. That's like seeing Strickland come on right now, you're just like, Oh damn, this guy's fucking good, dude. He's so good. bro and then like Sean told me, he's
1: like, Hey, when you expand your gym, I'm gonna come out to Singapore and I'm in my mind I'm like, That's a fucking great idea. I'd love to have Sean Strickland. And then I I remember Alvin Om getting sued for saying shit online to other gyms. I'm like Sean, you're not covered up. Yeah. <laughs> <You're> not, <laughs> oh my God. this thing, bro. No.
0: Fuck no. Bring Sean, him out, dude. Put him on the podcast. Let's yeah, hear some weird on, let's shit. Get, Sean's let's get gonna call. literally
1: go like, hey, I want to go spark. He'll go the ball, tell Tachi, hey, motherfucker, like I want to spar your best guys. They'll kick him out, and then he'll fucking go online. These pieces of shit kicks me out of the gym yeah. bro it would be fucking hysterical
0: yeah that's why we should do it <laughs>
1: right. Sean literally went to a boxing gym beat up a guy went back to spar again and they didn't let him spar
0: <laughs>
1: they fucking kicked him out oh yeah, yeah he's been kicked out
0: of a lot of gy- I want to meet this dude honestly like <laughs> Sean, I feel like I would like him Sean you would Sean I love great. these. I love people like that a little, little little crazy little it's good. I don't like knowing that he can probably kick my ass. <laughs> oh, but, but no, no, there's no, no. a lot of people that can so it's okay. I don't okay. think
1: Sean, Sean, <laughs> Sean would beat anyone up oh. that's not like top five in the world.
0: I mean, dude, I'm, I'm, I'm like 60, and, but you're 75 small. kilos. Yeah, that, that's the
1: thing. <laughs> it's a weight fucking difference. Jesus Christ. You got a guy walking around at 215. Jesus. Why does he keep doing that? Anyway. All right,
0: dude, I think we should uh, wrap this thing up. It's about an hour and a half in. Why don't you shout out your, your gym again, man, and tell everybody where you're at, and... Oh, we lost
2: we- no, it completely. That was yesterday. Oh,
0: that's okay. We're, we're we're wrapping this thing up. Yeah. So just tell everybody like what the what the deal is, where, how things are going, where are your gym's at.
1: Yeah, it's over. Raffles, on. right? Raffles. Yeah. If if you if you're into boxing, yeah. Why?
0: Or wrestling? You got wrestling, wrestling classes too. Wrestling, yeah. No jiu jitsu classes though. Fuck that. <laughs> sure, he's only got boxing and wrestling classes. It's not
1: my thing. Like I, no, love, I feel you. I, feel I you. love jiu jitsu. I even like the gi. Like you, you know, Jorn. Yeah, Jordan's fucking. awesome. Yeah, Jordan's awesome. I, bro, we used I to, wish we
0: could get him here. He, he was he wanted to stay, but we used to
1: grapple in Hong Kong every fucking like all the time, and he would do wrestling too. It was just quite interesting. Yeah, but like I I like those kind of people in jiu-jitsu and they're just kind of hard to find, I guess. Yeah, That's quite political, and I'm just kind of like I don't have the patience to teach kids, let alone teach fucking gi, you know. Yeah. But I love I love jits. I'm not anti jitsu at all. I I really like jujitsu, um, but. Uh, you know, if you want if you want a box or whatever, just uh, go to Fox Gloves. It's a good gym, or yeah. Uh, Sorry, Jake, just
2: tell me what, what's going on. No, I'm saying put that camera on you because your camera's on. Uh,
1: that's okay. We're, we're just gonna finish oh. it up. We'll just yeah, use it. you can hit it up Fox Gloves. It's over in uh, by Raffles. It's a good gym. I think.
0: <laughs> well, you're just you're just starting, man. Owning a gym is cool. Like once you get past the financial shit because realistically the thing too about this especially in a field like martial arts is it just takes so long to build up because you think like okay y'all, half of your students are going to be white belts and shit it takes like years and years and years to like build the skill, build the rep figure out the financial shit do all the things, your gym's been open for about a year now
1: five, six months
0: so yeah I mean you're in the early phases so you got a lot of time to build stuff And I know dude it's a mind fuck but I'm glad you're doing it, you're definitely the right guy you're like me, you're a martial arts fanboy and That's you, it. you just eat. I mean, as soon as you walked in, I haven't seen you in fucking a year, a year and a half. What was the last time I saw you something yeah, like that?
1: No, yeah, yeah,
0: And then within like five seconds, we're like talking about the fights and just going on and on and on and on. And then we had to stop ourselves because we're like we got to save something for the podcast. Yeah, we got
1: we got to get Major on here. We need to. Yeah, we, we should have, do that. We need a red, white, and blue podcast.
0: Yeah, yeah, we should do that. <laughs> get all Trump in this motherfucker. Major would love it, by the way. Major would love it. He's getting more and more Republican the more and more that I meet him. Oh, my
1: God. (laughs) Don't go back to America.
0: (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Well, we'll wrap this thing up. Matt, thank you, my dude. Thanks for coming on. Always Always fun to talk MMA with you. Jake, the producer, appreciate what you do. Everybody, this is the Stronghold Podcast. Thank you all for listening. Have a good day.